the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Hello. This is the Live Big Broadcast. Today we will hear a classic message from Bishop Greer. We believe this word will bless you, so let's get into this classic teaching as we continue our previous broadcast. We are in our series, The Great Exchange. And we're going to cover nine points. To be frank with you, nine is not enough. We could spend a year, several years, covering all that was accomplished on Golgotha's Hill. But today we're going to discuss... The fact that Jesus was rejected, that we might be accepted. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9, we discovered that Jesus became poor, that we through his poverty might become rich. Then we found the following Sunday, and it took three Sundays to get that, this portion done. In Galatians 3 and 13, that he became a curse for us. And redeemed us from the curse of the law that we might receive the blessing. And today we're going to talk about his rejection and our acceptance that comes only through Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for this time in your word. We're hungry for truth. We desire your truth. Open our eyes that we might see. We'll give you all the honor and glory for what you accomplished. And the church says, Amen. Isaiah 53 and verse 3, Isaiah by the Holy Spirit saw more hundreds of years before the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ than many of those saw with their bare eyes. He begins really in verse 1 by saying, who can believe our report? Who can believe this thing that God is showing me? That Emmanuel, God taken on flesh, was going to be rejected and despised. That he was going to become a, a guilt offering, a sin offering for all of humanity. In the old covenant, it took numerous offerings just to cover that which was accomplished in Jesus' single work on Calvary's cross. In Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 3, Isaiah gets a glimpse I believe it takes his breath away. He says he was despised. What does it mean to be despised? We kind of throw around the English language. We really sometimes don't know what we're saying. It means to absolutely but not be worthy of any respect. It means to be considered completely worthless or a piece of trash. 
Isaiah, when he was writing what was accomplished, he threw out this word despised, but it wasn't enough alone. He had to add rejected, thrown away, something that should be avoided or something that needed to be flushed. He was despised and rejected by mankind. That's us. A man of suffering. Now this, this was baffling him. How is God taken on flesh? Rejected. Despised. A man of suffering. The language literally means sick, dizzy, queasy, and weak. The hero of the eight, the rock of ages, dizzy from loss of blood. Weak. And if that wasn't enough, he goes on and makes this this incredible next statement. He said, despise, reject it. Not just one who suffers. He's the man when it comes to suffering. He has the heavyweight title when it relates to human suffering. The man of suffering. But then it says, and familiar. The term there is yada. Scripture in the book of Genesis, when Adam produced Cain and Abel, Scripture said he knew his wife. Literally, he yada his wife. It speaks of naked intimacy. It speaks of knowing without any veils. He's speaking of the Messiah, the suffering servant, our Jesus. And he says that he yada with pain. Pain disrobed in all its viciousness. And it enjoyed it. He took his time taking off every piece of gentleness, every piece of kindness, every piece of conscience, every piece of tenderness, pain in all its glory, in all its wickedness, in all of its maniacal bent, pain undressed, took off his cufflinks, unbuttoned every button, took off his underwear and its socks did this to his hands and he molested our Jesus Jesus was familiar with pain I hear people say you know nobody knows what I'm going through oh you got a little toothache and maybe a hangnail he was my Jesus your Jesus was despised rejected by mankind a man of suffering and familiar with what He had an intimate relationship with the person of pain. Every throb that could be felt, the thrashes, the aches of suffering. He stood suspended between heaven and earth, and he endured. You know, this term for pain, it would be enough if it was just for physical pain. But the Hebrew term also speaks of emotional Intellectual pain. He was the king of sorrow. Nobody knows pain like our Jesus. Then Isaiah goes on in his description 
I've shared with you before for many years, I'd say probably for a good 10 years or so. Once I gave my life to Jesus, I couldn't read the end portions about the crucifixion. Just couldn't do it. Because when I, I read it, I see him. And I see him beat with my beating. I see him suffer with my pain. And, 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 and I know I was supposed to read the Bible, but I had to skip. Because I couldn't handle it. But I, I've had to force myself. When you get a real picture of what happened, you don't just revel in the facts. You know, he was nailed here, beat. No. This is Emmanuel. Scripture said he was like one from whom men hide their faces. Have you ever seen a burn victim? Have you, have you ever been walking in the mall and you saw someone disfigured? First you want to look, but then you want to look away. Then you want to look. The suffering on the cross. Something that in the day I need to paint a picture till you start going. The reason I praise him because he made me go. I know the cause. I know the price. And it makes me weep. And I go like this, and at the same time, I go like this, and it's, 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 it's a little bit confusing. And all we can do is stand in awe and in reverence. Sometimes we bow, sometimes we leap. We don't know what to do. Like one from who people hide their faces. He was despised. And you think you got low self-esteem issues? And we held him in low self-esteem and low esteem. You think you've been picked on? Abused, cheating on, lied on? Deuteronomy 23 and verse 12. Watch this as we go deeper. Scripture says, all the hairs on what was left of my hairs on my head are numbered. All my days written in the book. That's careful attention. God pays attention to every detail. And you think when he was writing scripture, God in his holiness and, and all the rest, you know, he'd be concerned about some things, but some things would be beneath him. But God's concerned about every detail in my life, including my mess. And in 23, I'm sorry, yeah, 23 and 12, Moses takes time by the Holy Spirit to actually put into this. He actually records this because God cares about every detail. He said to the children of Israel, designate a place outside camp where you can go and let your burdens down where you can go and relieve yourself has anyone ever relieved themselves God is not politically correct and God is not uptight he'll go right in the bathroom with you <laughs> listen you think you change some diapers God knows about changing some diapers Designate a place outside the camp 
But you see, the children of Israel didn't have an outhouse. I was a kid and we go off to camp in the summer and we get out in the woods and all of us would have an outhouse. And in that outhouse, you get to know everything about everybody in the community because they left a little piece of them in the outhouse. You say, Bishop, where are you going? Just hang on. It's traveling overseas and we were in this nation where most folks didn't have a bathroom in their house. You had to actually pay to use the outhouse. It was inside the gates of the town. But you'd go to the outhouse to go to the restroom. And most of the time, at least in America, the outhouse was behind the house. But in Scripture, God took it a step further. He didn't want them to have an outhouse. He wanted them to have an out-of-the-camp house. So if you had to, again, let your burdens down, wow, you had to go for a walk. You had to go for a journey. He said, why is this scripture recorded? I mean, really, is this necessary? But actually, this passage is a prefiguring of our Jesus. You say, what? Children of Israel were sick. Plague had come on the people. God had released snakes into the camp. And then God told Moses, said, listen, Mo, I want you to take a snake, its image, put it on a pole, and everyone who looks up at that pole will be healed. And then Jesus took hold of that. He said, I will be lifted up, and the Son of Man will be lifted up, and I will draw all men unto me. How is it? That a snake, the arch enemy of God, the serpent of the garden, somehow represents Jesus. Because he who knew no sin became sin. That we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. And here we have a picture of what happened outside the camp. Verse 13 God gives them real specific instructions. He says, as you're on that journey, as a part of your equipment, have something to dig with. And when you relieve yourself, dig a hole and cover up your excrement. Why is this in the Bible? Jesus on the road to Emmaus. I believe he mentioned the scripture. So he explained how the scripture, everything was written. And how it related to him. A lot of folks today, you know, they brag about their past sin, their past way of living. You know, I was, I was a gangster. I was, a, you know, I was a player. You know, I was, I was all these things. They brag about what they were. See, according to this scripture, and perhaps your problem is you haven't dug a hole. You still messing in that cesspool. Your values haven't changed. The dog's returning to his vomit and messing with the stuff. He's supposed to uh, 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 dealt with. We died with Christ. We buried with him. That's what that's what baptism's all about. I go under in your death, and I come up in your life. And Christ, he went down. With our sin. And then he buried all that sin. 
And by the grace of God, he comes back up. Are you hearing me? Grass grows. And when you relieve yourself, dig a hole and cover up your excrement. The scripture said, blessed is the man whose iniquities are forgiven and his sins are covered. Here we have a picture of not the Jesus Christ you really want to even think about. But the Jesus Christ you want to hide your face from. If you were walking down the street, it's one thing to see dog ways. It's another thing to see human ways in the middle of the sidewalk. There's something about that that's quite repulsive. I want you to understand today what happened to our Jesus on Calvary's cross. It said, designate a place outside the camp. Now, we may miss that because we live in contemporary culture. But let's go to Mark 15 and 20. And he said, dig a hole and cover up your excrement. Jesus was like one from whom men hid their faces. He was like one from whom men hold their noses. He was like one whom men hold their ears. Called him a blasphemer. And when they had mocked him, they ridiculed him. They rejected by men. Despise. They took off the purple robe and they put his own clothes on him. Then they led him what? Notice the words here. Led him what? Crucifixions only happened outside of the residential areas. You see, the garbage dump of the city was always outside the city gates. And crucifixions typically did not happen in residential areas. It was rose into the city. Now, Jesus was technically crucified in Jerusalem, but it was outside the walls of Jerusalem. And I need you to understand what's being communicated here. He was human waste. He was trash. He was refuse. Not worthy to be killed in the city. They had to take him out and deal with this blasphemer. They let him out to crucify him. This is the most ignominious. This is, this is the, the most ignoble way to die. Nothing more disgraceful, more shameful. It's so shameful, even Moses wrote, Cursed is the man hung on a tree. John chapter 19, verse 20. Designate a place outside the camp where you can go and relieve yourself. You think someone made you feel bad, made you feel like a a piece of waste. You think you've been trod underfoot and stepped on, walked on, uh, abused and, and not appreciated. Many of the Jews read this sign for the place where Jesus was crucified was what? Not in it. Designate a place outside the camp where you can go relieve yourself. He wasn't even crucified amongst people. He was out there with the jackals. Outside the gates were the animals. And then the vultures. It said that he was crucified near the city. Matthew 27, 45. We can't appreciate the height which he's taken us, unless we know the depth he's gone to retrieve us. Jesus had been on the cross for 
three hours. And for three hours, the earth had denied him any drop of kindness. And they ridiculed, they mocked, they laughed. He was naked. Prophet, if you're a prophet, you know, tell me which one hit you. They did that even before he got to the cross. And they say, well, physician, heal thyself. You went around healing other people. If you're so powerful, why don't you come down from that cross? You see, you, you were doing magic. It was sleight of hand, man. If you really had power, you come down for that cross. And they're making fun of him. People laughing at him. His mama, you know, you talk about me, but my mama, he's bleeding, unperfumed. From noon until three. Darkness came over the whole land. Let me tell you something. I wasn't there, but it's like I was. This darkness could be felt. You'd feel it in your bones. It'd make you shiver. It'd make you tighten, clench your teeth. The curse on the entire race. The sin of every human being from first to last was placed on the innocent Lamb of God. Now, it's easy to think, well, Jesus was strong and he was stronger than other men, so he withstood what happened to him at the cross. But you need to understand. It's like a little, little two-year-old child, little three-year-old baby that's been beat or hurt in some vile way. That baby has not lived long enough to even have categories to put that type of thing into. That baby doesn't have the experience. You know, an adult, at least he has some hardness of heart. There's some loss of feeling through through sin and all the rest we do. But the thing that that makes hurting a child, I mean, even the the most harsh of us, man, the idea of, of hurting a baby, man. What type of vile, wicked, I mean, a baby. Why? Because of the innocence. There's no thickness of skin. There's no toughness. Just pure innocence. You see, if the sin of the world would have come on a man like me, well, my soul has sinned. There's a mental toughness and emotional toughness that comes from my experience. But you don't understand this Lamb of God was spotless, He knew no sin but became sin. Innocence, pain undressed, came into the room. And Jesus in his innocence, when you get cut where you're already tender, Jesus was tender, his conscience was tender. And then to to experience the ravages of the fall, and what's amazing about Jesus, even in his innocence, he, he, he stood there, he endured, and he didn't come down. It wasn't the nails that kept him on the cross. It was his love. He said, hey, 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 Bailey, I know Bailey. You, you think you got some power, don't you? You think, you think you're strong. Bailey, I call a legion of angels, boy. You, you can't take my life. I lay my life. You see, up to this point, for all of those three, even through the whipping, Jesus had power. Man, if he just would did like that. <laughs> all of them. Yes. His eyebrow just would have moved in a certain way. All the angels, the angels didn't get it anyway. It's like, what you doing, redeeming these folks? All of them would have rushed in. 
in his innocence, he stood, he said, listen, I'm going to stand between you and those who will be mine. The price paid is more than any of us have begun to imagine. He had become a snake on the cross. He had become refuge. He's in the garbage heap. And it said, from noon until three, darkness came over the whole land. The earth had denied him any kindness. And now the heaven denies him light. And there he is by himself. But surely he took our pain and bore our suffering. I remember when I was a youngster, I really wasn't good at baseball, but it's one of the rare times I got a hit. And uh, I broke a neighbor's window. And as soon as I heard the crash, I ran home. And my dad got home, the neighbor came by. And my dad inspected the window, and he paid for all the damages. He didn't dock my allowance. I had nothing to do with the payment for that window. Are you hearing me? When Jesus was on the cross, he paid in full for all the damage we've committed and all the damage we would ever commit. He didn't just write a little old check, say, give me to the penny what I owe you. Jesus Christ was overpayment for every sin, past, present, and future. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in again next time as we continue this classic teaching with Bishop Greer. We pray that God's word has equipped you to think big, do big, and live big in a way that your life overflows and blesses those around you. If you want to learn more about becoming a Christian or you feel that you need to rededicate your life to Christ, we want to walk you through the steps to do so. Go to gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more and watch videos from Bishop Greer that will guide you into your life in Christ. Again, that's gracechurchva.org salvation. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.